Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the Bombshell episode, season five, episode 24, part two. Okay. Before we jump back in to everyone's favorite segment, Kelsey, you Mm -hmm. posed me a question in our little interim. Mm Mm-hmm. I need you to pose it to me again because everyone here needs to hear the mm-hmm. question and the answer because we we this is this is this is prime time stuff. This is important. These are what people need. These are the things that people are talking about in our world right now. What was the question you asked me? I said if we were sitting in front of the TV and I said, Carmen, let's watch any of the three original Lord of the Rings films extended edition. Which one would you pick? And my answer was Two Towers. Because that is the best one. Right. So last night, Michael and I were like trying to find something to watch. And I was like, do you want to watch Lord of the Rings? Michael is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Like, loves it. Has the, does the books, The Hobbit, The Samarillion, like all of it. Just all, it's just big nerd out over it. Um, and so I knew he would want to watch it. And I was like, well, which one do you want to watch? And he was like, why would you ask me that question? You have to start at the first one. And I was like. But you've seen them all. Yes. So it's not like you're going to sit there and watch all three of them. No. Right. It was just really, he was like, well, you can't just randomly watch them out of order. And I was like, yes, you can. And then I said, (laughs) if I was going to sit down and like watch a Harry Potter movie, I wouldn't start with the first one. I would just pick which one I was in the mood to watch or which one is my favorite. And this is where we had gotten to. My answer was Deathly Hollows part two. Kelsey now, had said that she prefers I leap into this. Let yes. us say JK Rowling is a fucking turf and she can suck a dick. Right. She is a horrible person and we don't want her to get money or recognition. Anymore. Anymore. And we feel strongly about that. So if you feel the need to uh, read a Harry Potter book, uh, go buy it at a used bookstore. Okay, or borrow it from your friends. They probably have one. Okay, yes. she sucks, and I recognize that she sucks. And I am trying to come to terms with what that means for my entire childhood because those books really mean a lot to me, and I hate that she sucks so much. Like, why? Why does she have to suck so much? Anyways, this is a whole other thing. Um, my favorite... Do you think she gets any royalties from the butterbeer that I bought? Yeah, I think she like literally gets money from anything in Wizarding World. It's really upsetting. Oh, Wow. Crazy. Yeah. It's like All right, what were you going to say? Um, so my favorite book is the sixth book, but they did it. Which a, is? I, the um, Half-Blood Prince. But I okay. feel like they did not translate the book to movie as well as I wanted them to because there's so much backstory that you just do not get. Um, so I like the first half of the seventh, part one of the Deathly Hallows for movies. Or... I also like Order of the Phoenix. Or is, I like them all. I can't. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix when Edward dies, Edward Cullen dies. No, that's um, Goblet of Fire. Okay. And then Half-Blood Prince is when Tom Devil Riddle. I am Voldemort. No. No, that's the Order, the, Order of the Phoenix. Oh. I really? am Lord Voldemort is um, Chamber of Secrets. That's a second one? I remember I worked very briefly at Universal and for homework one couple of nights, I thought I should watch Harry Potter for the first time as an adult yeah. because I watched 
Sorcerer's Stone, the first half of it, and said, this is fucking stupid. Stopped watching all the way up until Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2 in theaters with my friends. So I didn't know what was going on in the middle. No idea. Carmen and I were not friends. Like, we were not close friends. We were friends. We were friendly. We did not. Yes. We were not super tight yet. Otherwise, I would have made him do this correctly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I did it. And as I was watching it, when uh, I think I live texted our group and I was like, yo, Tom Riddle is Voldemort. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, didn't see that coming. As a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. As a grown man. Guys, I'm, I live a little bit of a sheltered life when it comes to media, if you haven't gathered. But anyways, so my, my thing is, if I'm going to watch Deathly Hollows, I need to watch both part one and part two. Like I, I would need to sit there and if I'm going to watch, it's like Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast live action in Hollywood studios. If we're going to do it, then let's do it. So <laughs> that's the way I see it. I, uh, I feel differently. I really hate the ending of the movie. I hate how Voldemort dies in the movie because it's not how he dies in the book and it makes him, it gives him more power than he deserves in the movie, in the movie, because in the book, he just like dies. He just lays down dead like a man like a human man that would just die if he was dead. And in the movie, he like snaps like dusts away. He and I'm Thanos, like, he's Thanos not supposed away. to like, he's supposed to just die and then just like be there just like a dead body, just like any other human being. And so it, anyways, it's a whole, it doesn't that's matter. Deep. That's deep. That's That's something Rowling that I sucks. would never have known. I would never have known that. Uh, sidebar. Cause this is already unrelated to Gray's anatomy. <laughs> if you're going to sit there and watch any Star Wars movie. If if you said, Carmen, we're watching a Star Wars movie, which Star Wars movie are you picking? If I get to pick, Kelsey? Yes. Because <sighs> I have an answer, but I need to explain my answer afterwards. Either Rogue One, because it's so fucking good. It's so good, and it's very standalone. Or... <sighs> this is hard. It's tough. Probably either New Hope or this is a hot take. The Force Awakens. Interesting. That is a little bit of a hot take. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I am not someone who got objectively. I want you all to know the sequels are terrible. The objectively. Are the, prequels the prequels are, so are not worse. are not worse. The first so one, the, the single okay, all right. We this is we, we don't have time for this. Um, this is a Patreon. but but this is yeah. Tune into Patreon for our. You know what we got to do again? At each other. We have to do an updated ranking of Pixar movies. Is what we need yeah. to do, and probably well. Marvel, and, and we probably need to Marvel. Put in those Marvel shows because who boy? Yeah, I haven't watched any of Loki yet, oh so God, so no spoilers, Loki. please. I really, I think I'm gonna get a Loki tattoo, guys. I I can't. I keep thinking about it. I really think I'm gonna do it. Alligator Loki. No, but it's gonna be no. good. Yeah. So for me, standalone Star Wars. If I, if if someone was like, I want to watch Star Wars. I've never watched Star Wars. Which Star Wars are we watching? I'm gonna take this opportunity to show them Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, I believe, is the best Star Wars movie. I, however, it is not my favorite. It is tied for it's it's number two. So tied for number one is Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. Tied. 
second place, very close, is Empire Strikes Back. And then it becomes kind of a blender at that point. You guys, I hate the prequels so much. Like, I I really hate them. I, I respect it. I respect it. Um, I just don't agree with you. The, okay. Anyways, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, what is everyone's favorite segment? What is happening? Please, hello, five-star reviews, Instagrams, Make all sure the things. part one first. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> and go to our Patreon if you want to hear the full rest of this bullshit. Also, sidebar, shout out for some birthdays. Oh, yeah. Janisha and Katya, my, my fellow. just happened. Katya's is about to happen. Yes. My, my Scorpio princesses. Uh, shout out. So many of you. Um, Not enough of us, actually. Oh, my God. There's so many in your house alone. I got oh, four okay. of them. I got four of them in this house. Um, okay. Everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Ooh, and we're kicking it off right because there's no one and Carmen's going to yell at me. You. Avada Kedavra. I don't want to not do it. I don't I know. want you to not sing for us. The people, the people would riot and I don't but want also, that to happen. There's only the one girl, right? That isn't in every other episode. I just it's assumed just that Amanda. that would be the one. Yeah. So she she didn't do a single other Shondaland uh, show. Uh, Man. I was bummed. So so tell me about her character in the OC though. So okay. and the OC is this is this the one that was is it OC or Laguna Beach that was like the OG uh, reality, TV reality show? show? The OC is like a teen drama. And that's the one with Angels and Airwaves. Um, maybe. They definitely had Rooney. I don't know what that Maybe is. Maybe they had Angels and Airways, but I don't remember. Um, okay. So, oh, this is, I don't know if I can describe to you her character in the OC because of the amount of backstory. So there's Sandy Cohen and Kristen Cohen. It was the Hills. And, and they're married and they have Seth Cohen Adam Brody is their son and then they find Ryan and he is like uh he is a teen in need he like doesn't have great parents he he's Mark needs, yeah so they take him in okay now um Kirsten's mom is not in the picture and her dad is like Caleb and he's super super rich and super successful also, I have not seen this show in a million years, guys. So if I get this wrong, please don't come for me. Um, <laughs> get her. Get her, everyone. But he is married to Julie. Well, later. He ends up married to Julie, who is like Kirsten's age. Right. And I feel then, like this needed a spoiler alert. Did this need a spoiler alert? <laughs> well, listen, it's been like. This show ended in like 2007. So I feel like the statute of limitations has passed it, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Grace. Whatever. Look at us. Uh, and so, uh, Lindsay, this girl who plays Amanda plays a girl named Lindsay and Lindsay shows up and her mom had an affair with Kirsten's dad a million years ago. And no. now Lindsay is Kirsten's, Step half sister, half sister, not step sister, half sister. But she and Ryan were already dating. So it was like really weird, like not incest, but it kind of felt incesty because it's like Ryan's like adoptive mom 
her half sis like his half aunt but they were dating it was so weird you guys it was really bizarre this a good sounds wild it. it's a really good show it makes Maybe me we'll do that one after all the other ones <laughs> i listen i i would be happy to There's only i'm four sure seasons. i would i'd be i'd be just as shocked right now i'm sure <laughs> then uh so last last funny story personal life story um i worked with um a friend of mine we became friends, uh, but I worked with this woman named Betsy, and we used to joke because my dad at the time was single, and her grandma at the time was single, and I used to joke that she was going to marry, Betsy was going to marry my dad and become my mom, but I was going to marry her grandma and become her grandpa. <laughs> so <laughs> That would be... That would be some Gray's shit right there. That's a fucking story. All right. Anyways, so no, I was tricked into the jingle, but it's okay. Mm. It's for you guys. I Let's will not deprive our listeners. No, to no absolutely not. Let's. Can we kick this off with uh, Hunt and Christina? Yes, I was gonna say the same thing. Sorry. Podcast, John. You need another beer. That's gonna make me sleep. <laughs> Let's be real. Anything could make you sleep. Um, okay, that's true. And nothing. Um, okay, so Christina sees Owen hugging George, and then Owen comes over, and she's like, why were you hugging George? And he's like, it doesn't matter. I have important things to say. And he's launches into this whole thing. He's like, I slept. I slept last night. I slept. I didn't have nightmares. I slept the whole night. And he was like, it's because of you. It's because I went to see my mom, and you came with me. And, like, I'm ready. Um... And uh, he and he says, kisses her. Uh-huh. He says, I can be a better man for you and I can be a better man with you. Oh, very cute. I will give credit. Very, very cute. It's very cute. Can confirm. Um, but maybe we should talk about boundaries in the workplace setting. Yeah. No, they don't have that here. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um. So then, then we don't really get anything until he finds her in the air vent, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot of, I think a lot of Christina's healing in this episode comes vicariously through Meredith's healing. Yes, oh, which I love. Yeah, so she could because Christina goes to Meredith and is like, "This is what happened. That's weird." Yeah. And Meredith is like, "Oh yeah, we definitely don't hug." when we're happy. Yeah. And then Christina's like, do you think you're better? Do you think you're better with therapy? Yeah. Do you think that kind of is the, different? Yeah. That becomes kind of this launching point for the episode of does therapy work? Which clearly the answer is a resounding. Yes, yes it works. <laughs> um, also, I love the scene when she's like, are you really better? Like, do you feel different? And Meredith, that's when Meredith tells her that she's getting married. Um, and it's super cute. Christina's immediately like, do you want me to come with you? And Chris Meredith's like, no, it's fine. We're just going to city hall, whatever. And so then Christina gives her something old, something new, something borrowed and all of it's blue, which is so cute. I love it so much. Um, and that was a cute scene. Meredith says, if we were Owen and George, we would hug and then they just separate. But then later that comes back and they hug and it's very cute. But um, I was going to be so annoyed if they went this whole episode and didn't hug once. Yeah. I was going to be pissed. The voiceover at the end, I feel like, really cements it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But so when Christina is in the fan room. Um, I'm a big fan. Well, okay, wait, bef- right before this, Meredith goes to Christina and is like, um, well, we have to go get married. And Christina's like, are you sure? Like, there's a lot going. It doesn't really feel like today's a good day for it. And that's when Meredith says, you have to tell, like, you have to tell the people that you love them, that you love them while they can still hear you. And I love that. And I feel like you and I both feel that way. And Absolutely. And we say it all the time. I love you, pal. Mm-hmm. I love you. And we say it. Um, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm not bored. I'm just tired. Um, we say it all the time to each other. We say it all the time to our family. Uh, we say it all the time to our other friends. Uh, so we're definitely the people that will like make you uncomfortable because we'll say it all the time. Um, and so, uh, and I love that moment because Christina is looking at Meredith and Meredith says, what? And Christina goes, I'm going to hug you. And I like that it's Christina <laughs> that initiates yes. it. Yes. Because um, I feel like that's not, not normally the case. Is um, that when so. she goes, I love you, Christina Yang. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, you have changed. Yeah. Maybe I have. And that's when Christina hugs her. It's very yeah. good. The scene, can we talk about the scene that comes after that too? Yes. That's that's when the fan is. Oh, is it? Is that when the fan is? I mean, that's when Arizona and Callie have their t- conversation. I was specifically talking about the Derek uh, the walking thing. in with a tux, but we could let's talk about the fan scene first. We'll come back to Derek and the tux. Wait, when isn't that when Derek and Meredith get married? When yeah, comes in? you're right. You're right. That's right. Okay. So that is later. My bad. Okay. I was like, I'm so confused. Okay. Um, Christina. My in the notes fan room. were not Owen. done very well in that <laughs> There's moment. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, Owen comes in. She tells him that she loves him. And he like tries to say it back. And she's like, no. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Me, Christina Yang. And he's like, okay. Um, and then she says, uh, you traumatized me. And he says, I know. And I'm sorry. And she says, no, it's not about the choking. It's like, you come here and you pull out my icicle and you make me love you. And I can't, I mean, I don't want to, I can't breathe without you. And Owen says, you can do this, Christina, we can do this. All you have to do is just meet me halfway. All you have to do is say yes. And then he leaves. Did you think they were going to have sex on the vent? (laughs) I was hoping they would. (laughs) But I was I really also hoping was like he sure he for sure thinks that this scene is going to end with them having sex on this vent. I hoped so. I do hope so. I think I think the way that they're building up this vent, people need to have sex on this vent. <laughs> this the, the thing that I was confused about this is what what do you mean say yes? Say yes to what? Is it yes to us? Is it yes to me? Is it what what is yes? It's yes to him being better and her being willing to like in the relationship because at the beginning he says like don't answer me right now take your time to think about it when he had kissed her in the very beginning of the episode that's right 
that's right. I, I was confused. I forgot about that. That's one of the, the hard parts of watching this real time. I can pause and rewind, and I do a lot, but I only yeah. pause and rewind at the parts that I think to pause and rewind. Yeah. So, yeah, that one that one confused me. If Carmen had endless time, what he would do would be to watch it with the note taking and then to just watch it straight through after. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If we maybe, were swimming in time, unfortunately, we are not. One not day. yet. Remember, Patreon, subscribe. <laughs> Remember, tell the world about us. Make it's true. us go viral on the interwebs. Triple viral. Um, okay, so then later on, after, what is it that she just goes to him? Oh, it's when Izzy remembers. That's when Owen, she, that's when Christina goes to Owen and says yes and kisses him. Which w- the rest of this episode, I'm sure we'll talk about Izzy. There's a lot of stuff that happens with, th- yeah. with them, especially a couple of not so good Alex <laughs> scenes. Not so good. <sighs> we'll get there. Uh, but first, we'll talk about Derek and Meredith. Because I think that's all that we have other than. No, no, we have Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about still. We Let's, got a do lot to talk about Let's do Bailey well, first. Let's do Bailey first. Are you sure? No. Do you want to do something else first? I figure we could just finish with, with Derek and Meredith here in this scene. Okay. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. They're going to get married. They're going to get <laughs> married, apparently. They Check keep talking Mark. about getting married. So and I like this scene. They, so, she, so he walks in with the tux, and she's not changed at all. No, she's in scrubs fully. She's Yeah. So we get the big dialogue, which Kelsey will read us in a second. The thing, you've watched all of the Game Changer episode reels, right? You've watched all that? Yeah. Did you see the one where it's two outlaws scheduling time to kill each other? Oh, no, I don't think I saw that one. This legit (laughs) is the funniest thing to me. In because they they come in and they're real time. They're it's like adults trying to make schedules, right? They walk right. in, yeah, friends, yeah. And he's like, "Well, we could do it another time." And Meredith's like, "Well, no, we can't do it another time because this is going to happen and that's going to happen and blah blah blah." It's like when yeah. someone says, "Hey, like, let's go, let's go to do lunch tomorrow." And you go, "Ah, I can't do lunch tomorrow. I've the got next this." Day, and they're like, "Oh, I can't do it the next day." Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're you're six months from now, and then mm-hmm. you just cancel those plans anyways. Yep. So anyways, that was just a funny friendship. scene to me. Yeah. French, except for us, because luckily right. for us, we have children's birthday parties to plan around, except this mm. year. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad. I know. Um, what's the, uh, what's the story for this? What's the, um, what are the quotes for this? Do you have the so speeches? Wh- where did you, I started, I started it from, look, we can do this another day, but I have the whole transcript if you need me to go back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, the whole thing. Let's do it. Meredith's like in a a tizzy, and Derek's like, look, we can do this another day. And she says, there is no other day. Every day is like this. Every day there is a crisis. And if that doesn't perfectly describe Grey's Anatomy, I don't know what does. There's no time. And Meredith says, I love you, and I do want to marry you today, but there is no time. And Derek just takes her face. And he says, do you have a piece of paper? And she says, for what? And he says, I want to be with you forever. And you want to be with me forever. And in order to do that, we need to make vows, a commitment, a contract. Give me a piece of paper. And she says, I don't, I don't, I have post-its. The post-its from Christina that are blue. Um, Fucking love post-its. Okay. 
what do we want to promise each other? And Meredith says that you'll love me even when you hate me, which actually is very cute. I think that's actually very cute. Well, at this um, point, I look over to Jess and I'm like, this is us. Yeah. <laughs> I tell Michael I hate him on a regular basis, which is something I should not do. It's fine. Well, I'll you know, as long as it. as long as he knows that you mean that you love him, it's fine. I do love him. Um, and Derek says to love each other even when we hate each other. And he writes it down and he says, no running ever. Nobody walks out. No matter what happens. Meredith says, no running. What else? Uh, and she says that we'll take care of each other even when we're old and smelly and senile. And if I get Alzheimer's and forget you. And Derek says, I will remind you of who I am every day. Um, take care of each other. Old, senile, smelly. This is forever. And then she signs it. Or he gives it to her and says, sign. And she says, this is our wedding, a post-it. And he says, if you sign it. And so she signs it. And he sa- and she says, now what? And he says, now I kiss the bride. And she goes, married? And he says, married. I'm going to need some lawyers and some <laughs> officiants to chime in. Is this a legal wedding? Because this it is, is a the difference. Contract. It's, it is a written it contract. It is a contract. I don't know if it's a legal wedding because there's no witness. And it's not right. performed. But different No one is doing this against rules. your will, Let coercion. Let me just say this. Washington, D.C., you can, you can do this. You can self-officiate your own wedding in Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C., not Washington State. Washington, no, no, D.C. In Washington, so I'm just saying I, don't, I recently learned this because oh. I know people who did it. Um, so I don't know what the rules are in every state. In Tennessee, they're really dumb. The rules are so dumb. But it's a whole like, thing. Like what's, like what's one of the rules? Well, they changed it the year after we got married that you can't have somebody ordained that didn't go to seminary, which was their way of not letting you do it if you got ordained online. Oh, dumb. But we had already gotten married, luckily, because Dylan performed our ceremony and he got ordained on the Internet. Masterfully. Masterfully. Luckily, we skated under the that rule. So my my thing is... If they are actually married, I'm correct. I predicted they would get married in this episode. And I like doubled and tripled down. So I'm taking the win. I'm taking the win. They say they're married. They are going they to say tell they're people married. they are married. I think that matters more in the concept of marriage for what it is for two people. That is more important than what the government knows, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Because the government didn't know about cave people, Kelsey. And the government can mind its own fucking business for once. Yeah. It's my Agreed. opinion. They're going to suck so much. They can get out of my business. I was having a conversation with... Okay, I'm going to put... We're breaking the fourth wall here, people. If you don't like talking about politics, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to fast forward this. Not say anything bad about anyone, but I'm just going to... We're just going to be... A, it's a political re- recap of a conversation that I had. So... I'm now going to start talking about it. I've given you ample time to run to your kitchen, get your phone, and move on. So I was telling someone that I wore my Bernie Sanders socks to this wedding that I mm-hmm. had the other day. And it's it's not even like the Bernie Sanders where he's like on the podium, which I do have a sock of Bernie Sanders on the podium. I also have a Joe Biden and a Nancy Pelosi sock. But I have Bernie Sanders in his mittens, in his little yeah, meme, the funny. freezing. Yeah. So I wore those to the wedding and this person I was talking to was like, yeah, I just, man, I don't like Biden or, or Trump. And, and they're a progressive person. Like they 
believed in the COVID vaccine. Like I they're also don't like either of those people. So. Right. And that's what I said. I was like, yeah, no, I really don't like either of them. And then they were like, ah, but I like that. I like that governor from Florida a lot. Ugh. And I'm like, DeSantis. And they were like, yeah, like he runs Florida. Great. I'm sure he can run the country. Great. And I was like, you know, he like hates the gays. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, well they'll get judged in heaven. And I'm like, <gasps> I oh, thought we were on the no. same side. Oh, no. <laughs> we were not on the same side. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was... I do not care for that thought process yeah. at all. They, and I, it was like one of those, you know, you, know what, you ever have those... You know what, I would look, I would look at them and say, mm, too bad you won't be there to see that. Yeah, you'll be looking up, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, gosh, it was like, it was one of those out-of-body experiences where I legitimately... <laughs> I felt like I was ghost Carmen having to physically shake my human body going, Carmen, you need to say something. <laughs> the awkward silence has gone on for too long. <laughs> anyways, that was just, yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird moment. So anyways, bummer. that's a bummer. And then, you know, abortion and pro <laughs> pro choice and pro life conversations came up after that. And I was like, I need to get away from this conversation now. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways. Hey. What are we talking about? Um, Derek and Meredith are married. Getting married. Yes. Good job, Carmen. You've predicted it correctly. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. For those of you following along, that is Carmen gets a correct prediction about Derek and Meredith getting married on their bingo card. You're welcome. You so. want to predict a threesome so that everyone with their bingo cards can <laughs> put that on there? Yes. And here's one that you did not see coming. Oh, Derek... Okay. And Meredith mm-hmm. and Addison, Adrian, Forbes, Montgomery. I do think you've predicted that before. And, and oh. Naomi. That is not a threesome. And allow it. <laughs> Tay Diggs. And the girl that Pete broke up with. Oh, uh, Meg. Yes. Peter. They're, they're going to have an orgy. Pete, if anyone would, it would be her. That's for sure. Well, and the rest of them. All those filthy sluts. Hey, good for them. Male male and women sluts, by the way. Sluts is not a gender term. A derogatory term. Yes. Let me be clear Positive. on that. We, we love, we do not slut shame. No, sluts no. celebrate. Sluts celebrate. Su- yeah. Also, when I said they're, they're filthy sluts, that's great. <laughs> Go have your orgies. <laughs> Herman loves it. Love it. Okay, so anything else on Derek and Meredith? No, but I'm I'm very happy. I I still do predict that Derek is going to die in a wildly dramatic. He's going to get mangled somehow. Probably like George. He's going to go out the way that we they want us to think George is going out. Um or or he's going to explode. Or he's going to explode. <laughs> I do have to say TR Knight is the person that was playing John Doe. Oh, wow. It was not just like a rando. It was him. Yeah, he did it. That's commitment. Did he actually have to get dragged for a block underneath the bus? Or is this uh, a prosthetic? To my understanding, no. It's just okay. really good makeup. Okay. He's not that much of a method actor. Right, right, right. If he did do that, it was on his own time. It was not on the show's dollar. You know, Joaquin Phoenix would have allowed himself to get thrown under the bus. Yeah. Well, he's, are you going to see that Napoleon movie? Absolutely. Looks Michael so good. Really wants to, but he's like, 
He's like, every time I see Joaquin Phoenix in anything, he's playing an insane person. And I'm just worried that they're going to play Napoleon like a fully insane person. Napoleon was kind of an insane person. Not how it started, though. No. It got there. Yeah. But he's afraid that it's uh, going to start just insanity from the get go. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be very similar to his role in The Gladiator. Where you really don't see him as a shit person until he stabs Gerard Butler in the gut. Like, (laughs) he sucks. I mean, he does kill his dad and has sex with his sister. But, like, you know, it was with the times. It was with the times. All right. So, Bailey. Bailey, Bailey, precious baby, Bailey. What an angel. Gets the... Wait, we didn't. We have to give you credit as much as I hate to do it. You were correct with her prediction. What, what did I say? You said she was not going to go to Peds. And I think you said her and Tucker were going to get divorced. Because I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> I make these predictions. I don't even remember what I say. I feel it. <laughs> it's so true. I feel it in my gut and in my butt. I feel it. <laughs> I got it in my butt. <laughs> um, okay. So, so do uh, they, they get divorced then she's leaving him for like, we're, she said that I just want to make sure that she doesn't flip flop. I want her to be strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. That she's leaving him. Right. Well, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um, so tell me more about it, how I'm correct. The beginning of the episode, they call Bailey into the chief's office. Arizona comes in and says like, we want to offer you the fellowship. Congratulations. And Weber's like, Congratulations, like I'm on board, I'm proud of you, blah, blah, all this stuff. And then um she just leaves. So uncomfortable. Not excited. And, yeah, not just at all. is like ugh, and leaves. And so then Arizona comes up to her later and tries to talk to her and she blows her off again. And then the third time Arizona goes and talks to her, um, she's like, You are taking it, aren't you? And Bailey's like, Oh, it's a big decision. I don't know. And Arizona's like, no, it's not a big decision. Like, this is the best fellowship. Like, we're the best of the best. Like, like, why wouldn't you take it? And that's when she says, this morning my husband told me, like, he gave me an ultimatum that if I take this job and do two more years of training when I could take the attending job and be home in time for dinner, that he'll leave me. So it is a big decision. And she walks away. And so then later on she finds the chief and um, she says, if there's still a spot for me in general surgery as an attending, I would like to accept that. And he's like, I finally get on board with you going to Pete's. And now you're saying you don't want to like what's going on. And um, she says, Tucker gave me an ultimatum, the fellowship or our marriage. And Richard says, you chose your marriage. And she says, no, I'm leaving him because a marriage that resorts to ultimatums, that's not a marriage. What kind of husband does that? So I'm going to be a single mom. It's not the time for new specialties. And that's when she starts crying. And she says, I'm sorry. It's just the first time I said it out loud. And it kind of took the wind out of me. And uh, Richard says, Miranda, are you sure about this? He might come around. He's just scared. And she says, while crying, we're all scared. If you're not scared, you're not paying attention. One of my residents just signed up to go to war. That's scary. Another one just almost lost her life to melanoma. Now she doesn't know what day it is. That's scary. What Tucker's facing isn't scary. He's just weak. 
And then he like tries to comfort her and he says, and she goes, a pat on the back isn't going to help, sir. And he says, should I go or I'll just stand here with you if that's all right? And she says, yes, sir, that would be fine. It's like such a good moment between the <sighs> two of them. It's such a good moment that we need to take a pause for our regional <laughs> sponsors. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. It was so good. It was that good. That good. I hope that Nothing Kroger or scene like a regional sponsor. Elton John. So when he says, I'll just stand with you right here mm-hmm. if that's all right. Fucking Kelsey dagger <laughs> right here in the heart. Because here's the thing. We've spent the last couple of weeks kind of kind of shitting on Weber. Yeah. He hasn't been good to Bailey. He hasn't yeah. been good to us as viewers. To the hospital. Yeah, to as the hospital. Leader. And where is Adele in all of this? Uh, <laughs> at home alone? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's we, we get kind of this nice moment where, where good guy Weber comes back down to earth. And it's a cool scene because we do at the beginning. Weber is a little bit, he's self-aware. He's like, look, I've spent this time trying to fuck with your head i've come around yeah i support you you have my support you have my blessing you can cross back to the bridge to where the living people are and be with your family miguel ah there was coco marlo also really loves coco (laughs) remember me though i have to say goodbye Talk about daggers when he Oof. sings a song to Grandma Coco. Oh, and she perks up and starts singing along. Man, nothing like that makes a grown man weep. Man, who's the guy that sucks? Ernesto de la Cruz. Dude, yes. fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm. Anyways, go ahead. He gives her, her ble- his blessing. Gives her the blessing. So this is a good episode for Weber, even though he killed George. Um, oh, <laughs> he tried to kill George yeah. with Amanda, the hitman assassin. What were what were your thoughts rewatching this 
And do you remember Chandra Wilson giving such a good scene here? I remember specifically it stuck with me um, when she says, I'm, I'm going to be a single mom. And then she starts to cry. And I remember her saying, it's the first time I said it out loud and it took the wind out of me. Um, and I think that's that rings true for like a lot of scenarios when even when you know something is happening, when you have to like start telling people in your life of like big changes like that, um, especially like the end of a relationship, I think even if you know it's like the right thing to do, it can hit you as like all those emotions and then you just start to break down. And I think it's like very true. And I just think it's so sincere and like vulnerable and honest. Yeah. The other, the other thing about that scene just in general, that is very, it's just such great acting is. So it goes, she, she's leaving him because he gave the ultimatum. Yeah. She's responding to his selfishness and she's been at a breaking point. I would have to imagine. And I'm sure that most marriages feel like this. And I'm not saying that, uh, like my, my marriage is, I love my wife. She's amazing. But there's still something about society and something that is very natural to a marital unit where the wife just gets the pressure put on her. If I can't get out of work on time to get Marlo, Jessica just has to do it. If I am at work a long day, Jessica has to figure out dinner. Something, if I have to work a sixth day at work, Jessica just has to do the cleaning. But if Jessica works long... Jessica still comes home and cleans. Jessica still comes home and cooks. I also cook and clean. Don't get me wrong. I love to cook. And also, I see dog hair on the ground. I'm going to vacuum it up. I love it. I love it. I did dishes. I do all that stuff. But I can't even imagine in 2009, the unit that there's so much. Because remember, Tuck is a stay-at-home dad now. Put yourself into the mindset. There's resentment upon resentment upon resentment. And at this point, Bailey can't be with someone who resents her so much for choices that they've made together and for yeah. their family. Yeah. So I think there's just a lot of emotion that you have to think back on on that. And I, I really like it. So great scene, great acting. And this was one of the ones that I had said I need you to, to have. With Bailey, anything else on that scene that you want to talk about specifically? Because there's some other Bailey things that I want to talk about. Um, No, not on that scene, I don't think. When she busts in the room in the beginning oh, and, and yells goes, at Owen. yeah, you though that first off, Bailey, that was not your news to share. And everyone was up in yeah. arms. Yeah, they were blaming Owen hard, but it's the bus, but he's on the table. He's on the table right there. Yeah. So then she leaves this with, with this dagger. She goes, I know you're messed up from that war and not in a small way. Get him the fuck out of it, dude. Yeah. So Callie gets the plan. She's like, hey, I got a plan to stop George from joining the army. Are you in? Absolutely, I'm in. We had a scene where they're at the table. Callie and Bailey come up to them. You want to talk about the scene at the the table where uh, they're like, she, they're recruiting. They're recruiting uh, Meredith, Christina, and Alex to stop him from joining the army. Yes. Do you have notes um, from that? Find it. Um, they're all sitting and eating together, and um, 
they're just like eating super fast because they're gonna uh page her to go to angio and izzy still is not remembering anything so callie and bailey show up and bailey says 6 p.m your idiotic colleague george o'malley will finish his surgery with the chief and at 6 p.m you will be standing beside us in the or hallway prepared to join in an intervention what polite company might call an intervention though i'm not sure interventions involve whooping people on the behind with a belt <laughs> and alex says what he's got a drinking problem now and meredith says he joined the army and alex says what he can't go to the army he's the guy that get, gets killed and then Christina says he's that guy that gets killed cleaning his own gun, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Bailey Although says, I think Alex's initial quote was 007 can't join the army. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Setting up foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. They're really bringing it back. Make they sure really you are. Remember that. Yeah. Um, Bailey says Gray is going to coax him back as a loving friend. You are going to use logic and reason to point out the idiocy of his ways. Stevens will make sad cancer eyes. And if all that doesn't work, Karev, you're going to pull out your I was raised in the outback with the trash cans roots and just beat the crap out of him. Six o'clock. And Alex goes six o'clock. That's a good scene, even though it ends with violence being the last resort option. And that Alex is excited for. Yeah. He's like, I hope this dude lets me beat him up. Yeah. So anyways, good scene. I, they really, now that I'm thinking it out loud, like, and saying it out loud, they really do say 007 multiple times throughout this episode. They really call it back a lot. Yeah. Anything else with Bailey before we tackle the rest of the episode talking about sweet, sweet cancer eyes, Izzy? I don't think so. Where sit on Bailey. Where to start with Izzy? She's asleep. She's a lift. She survived surgery, as you predicted. Yes. You're welcome. Um she wakes up and everything feels fine. They're like for five seconds. We got the whole tumor. I know my name. I know what year it is. We're at this hospital. Everything's so good. Like, yay, you didn't kill me. What a great time. And then they're like, yay. And then she says, did you get the whole tumor? And they're like, uh, yeah, everything's great. And Derek says, you know, she's just, you know, maybe post-surgery haze coming out of the fog. Then it happens again. Right. We're getting pretty concerned. <laughs> the music. Looking, it doesn't feel good anymore. The music changes. You get that. Drastically. The, the, someone took a gong and dropped it on the floor in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just. Dong, and you get that awkward kind of music that goes over. And Derek changes his tone and his demeanor considerably. Yeah. And that third one. So we 51st dates this. 51st dates this thing. Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are here. Which, hold on, Alex does reference the beginning. Is it season four? The women in the limos? Yes, he does. No, it's season five. Is it season five? Because it's when they're number 12. Because the limo just drives to the hospital. Because the ambulances are going to other hospitals. My God, this has been the world's longest season. It has been. I remember. I remember that episode, but I didn't That's realize it was in five season five and, uh, premiere. Oh wow! And Alex makes the callbacks. She's like that woman who couldn't remember her husband was dead. And we had to tell her every five minutes. 
So not good. Not good. So Alex is writing notes all over the room for Dory to uh, remember and try to figure it all out. Yes, I did say Dory, not Izzy. Thank you for listening along at home. And it doesn't seem kind. It seems like it's coming from a selfish, angry place. Yeah. Alex is in a panic. He's rough. He's having a rough go. He's having a rough time. So, yes, he does do the 50 first dates of, like, the notes everywhere about everything that's happening. He's trying to quiz her, like, this will make her remember if I, like, make her use these parts of her brains, like, really intently, then they'll just start working. And that is not what makes it work, turns out. What makes it work is just screaming at her really hateful things. Like, the most terrible things. Yeah. It was at this point that I knew she was going to die. Again, because I've known for a long time. (laughs) Right. I was concerned that she was going to die the second he said, "I we only married each other because we thought that this was going to be a week-long thing and you were going to be dead. And I was like, ooh, icky, 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 icky. I don't like this. Yeah. But Um, he chose, they chose to marry each other. That just, it's not, it's not fair. You can't put that all on Izzy. Obviously. Well, I don't think it's that he put it on her. He's like base. It, it's more of like we wouldn't have gotten married if we thought you were actually going to live, which is a shitty thing to say. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Not a good look, Alex. Um, I did like the moment when Christina takes him and he's like, you need to calm the fuck down. You're not helping anything. Um, and uh, tells her tells Alex to let her rest. And that she's not going to heal if he's just screaming at her. And um, Alex tells her to butt out and she goes, she's my patient. I don't care if you're her husband. Do you want to see how fast I can get your visiting hours down to zero? And like, there's no doubt in my mind that she would pull that. Absolutely. If it was true, if she truly believed it was in Izzy's best interest, she would do that. No question. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And that's when Alex says. She signed a DNR. She signed a freaking DNR and made me promise she'd come out of this with a life, not in a hospital bed, not with no brain. I had to promise her she'd have a life. Do you want to know what happens if she can't make any new memories? Forget about being a doctor. She's going to need round the clock babysitters. We get an apartment together and she can't ever find her way to the damn toilet. Track her on her ankle in case, God forbid, she wanders out the front door. And Christina says, you can handle this. She will get better. And Alex says, maybe, maybe not. It's on me. Her future is on me. So it does like put it in a different perspective of like how he's framing it. He's framing it like he is responsible for the, if her life is good, which is unfair, but he has put it on himself. So I think it is important to remember that because it feels, it's not just like, Oh, I don't want to be married to someone who's a burden. He's truly framing it. Like I am responsible for her having the life that she deserves and wants. Yeah. Not that his actions are good. But no, I just think no, it's no, important no. to remember how he is looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is with every angry outburst, you could track it back to a kernel of this is what I care about. It's also just a bummer that that was like coming on the heels of him saying, what do you want me to do? Smother me with a pillow or overdose you with morphine or leave you? No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. 
And then she goes, he goes, did you forget I said all that stuff yet? And she goes, nope. Yeah, nope, he, they're just, he just stands there and he's like, did you forget yet? And she says, nope, give me a minute. But she never forgets. She remembers. Yeah. Her memories um, are alive. I do love that moment when Christina comes in and she's like, I'm going to take more blood. And, um, uh, Alex, like f- she tells Christina all the things that Alex says. And Christina is looking out there and she goes, where is it? And as he goes, what? She goes, the note card that has that all written on it. And that's when they realize that she remembers. There are no like, notes. That makes her happy. Um, and then Alex comes in and is like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And as he says, of course you didn't. Like, I know you didn't like we're, it was, things were bad and now they're good. So we're fine. <laughs> they, they were not, they were not good. <laughs> not for long. Um, and so he's hugging her and he says, I was so scared. I would have loved you no matter what, but you're back. You're back. And then she just fucking codes in his arms. So and Weber this is killed the George. Of the last three minutes. Yeah. So Weber killed George and Alex killed Izzy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. The last three minutes. What a fucking ride. What a roller coaster. Yeah. So Alex is yelling, do something. Like, like, guys, yeah. we got to save her. And then now Christina brings up the DNR. And now Alex says, fuck the DNR. Yeah. And Weber and Bailey are just standing there doing nothing until Weber says, screw it. Give me the fucking paddles. We're doing this. We'll figure out this shit later. And then they all jump in. And they try to save her. And as that's going on, take us through the Meredith other scene. has kicked Amanda out. She's like, we're going to take him to surgery. Um, and he grabs her hand again. He's like, she's like, Oh, do you want to try and write again? And she goes to give him the pen and he's just like writing on her hand. And she's like, Oh, Oh, seven. Oh, Oh, seven. And double Oh seven. And then he squeezes her hand. And that's when she like looks him in the eye and like realizes. And she's like, Goosebumps. I got goosebumps watching. I think know it's going to happen. I've seen it. I've watched before. I know I'm just like waiting for it, but like literally my whole body, when she says, Oh God, um, just goosebumps, a whole body goosebumps. I need to rewatch. I only watched that the one time because I was so distraught emotionally. Not, not because George is my favorite. George isn't my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. This scene was so well acted on every yeah. level. The writers, I I would not have, I would have put money on that Shonda wrote this episode herself. Yeah. So same. it's so good. So, okay, we're going back and forth. They, all of a sudden, there's the elevator scene. Meredith goes and tells everyone, it's fucking George. Like, guys, 007, this is, we like, we got to save our boy. Our boy is dying. Yeah, they're like rushing him to surgery. They're talking to him. They're like, stay with us, O'Malley. Like, you're going to be yes. okay. We're going to get you through this. Um, Alex is trying to intubate. Christina's like, there's a DNR. He's like, I don't give a shit. He starts doing CPR. And Weber says the words, screw the DNR. Which I just feel like is illegal. And Carmen illegal? had big feelings about it <laughs> as well. 
illegal and unethical are two different things. It's There's both. a DNR for a reason. Yes. Because you can get sued for assault if there's a DNR. Correct. But Izzy won't sue. No, she won't. But it's she illegal. But it, it is. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. Okay. Screw the DNR. They all start working on her. Like, the second he says screw the DNR, which I feel like we've seen other places, other times when people are like, screw the DNR. And everyone else is like, we'll just hang back because I feel like we're not going to screw the DNR. But in this scenario, he's like, screw the DNR. And everyone's like, absolutely. So they just start like doing <laughs> yes, all sir. the things. <laughs> yeah. Alex is in the corner crying. So sad. Um, and... They're just like, both of them are flatlining simultaneously. We have prom dress Izzy getting on the elevator. It opens up. George shaved head, full uniform. Um, and then they're just shocking both of them. And then it's the end of the episode. <sighs> this. Yes. I have two things I want to say. Number one, fuck this. <laughs> Number two, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I, I am so glad. I know I said this in part one, guys, I can't tell you how great it was to be able to watch this and not know anything that's happening. This show and not know what's happening. Thank you all for every single person who has listened to this podcast and actively not spoiled this. For, it's for not me. only that people aren't spoiling it. It's like people are so excited for you to experience it and then to like be able to like relive their own experiences through you. And I feel like I'm so glad that we we're able to give that to people because I also love reliving it. And like I, I truly remember sitting there watching this with my best friend in high school. Like it's just one of those that I'll I'll just remember it forever. Um. And I just, we have the best listeners. You guys are so great. Yes. Seriously. So So there's, there's obviously, there's going to be some video that Kelsey is going to share. I stood up, I stood up and (laughs) I fucking walked away. He was mad. I was was so. There's a fucking DNR. (laughs) I felt like I was on the cusp of going full on. She lives in a bubble, Doug. Um, (laughs) I was teetering. I was teetering on the border of that. So I was annoyed at. I was mad at myself because I got it right. I wanted wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong. I wanted George. Well, first off, I wanted George to not be the guy. But when yeah. he does a 007, I was like, fucking damn it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Shit, fuck. Because now they're going to kill off George. And I finally started to like this fucking guy. <sighs> Izzy, there's no saving Izzy. She's done. Catherine Heigl is getting written out of the show. That makes sense. I get it. The other thing that was annoying is... George hasn't been in the army yet and he's in full uniform. Well, I did read that. um, That is the training uniform that an army medic would wear. It's not an army officer uniform that he would wear. It's just like the training uniform. I did read that. that I confirmed that was, that's a fair thought. Interesting. But yeah, it was, so I'm glad you share that. I'm not less annoyed, but I understand more. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I am sitting here thinking, okay, that's stupid. I'm annoyed. George is about to die. I finally start to like him. Izzy and him together in the elevator. And all of a sudden, Des- Denny's nowhere to be found. Like Denny, Denny was the one who was taking her on this whole journey. 
Denny is the one who should be meeting her out of the elevator, not George. I know they're doing that for shock factor, but when George wakes up next episode, you'll all be sitting there going, Carmen, man, you got upset for nothing, you stupid <laughs> asshole. We do, we do like to say that. Yeah. Um, Not the upset for nothing, just the stupid asshole part. <laughs> yeah, 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 obviously. Your feelings are valid. You're just stupid. <laughs> Let's put it's, that on a shirt. Gosh, your feelings are valid, but you're still just a stupid asshole. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, man, but the, I'm so the, glad the, we the back and forth. And I'm so, I'm so glad it did get soiled. It's yeah. so good. But yeah, the, the end of this episode is like such grays where it's like so much happens in those last three minutes and it's just wild the cutting fast back and pace. Forth. And then to bring back the prom like elevator, like, oh, it really, it's just very grays and I love it. So, the episode, I, I had this thought in my head that I thought was happening because I, at first I didn't understand fully where everything was going. The episode of Rick and Morty that I had just watched, there is a montage, like but right before watching this episode of Grey's, there was a montage where a guy dies and you see the life that flashes before his head, his eyes, is, is his whole life in front of him. There is this existential, right. I see my life before my eyes. I thought that that was just a re-showing of the clip of her getting in the elevator going up to see Denny. Okay. So as I was watching that in my head, I was like, oh, this is her going to see Denny. But when she gets to the room, Denny's not dead. Denny's waiting there in the suit. That's where my head was going. Right. I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. So when obviously George is there, it's, it's a, it's more of a shock too. So in, in, Right, and we have to remember at this point, Izzy knows George joined the army. Yes. Before she coded. That's all she knows, is that he joined the army. She doesn't know that he has been in this accident. Mm, interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, let's rate it. Hold on. I need to say this. I need to say what this. What do you need to say? I don't know if George is dead or not. I'm predicting that he's not. If he is dead, I just started to like George. And I will be very annoyed that they did not give him a season's worth of send-off the way that they gave Izzy. I when I think of the finality of a character, my head goes to Scrubs, where mm -hmm. in the last I'm not, okay you you've seen Scrubs, yeah all of it all of it, yeah but I also don't remember but I also don't care. Okay, so spoiler <laughs> alert for Scrubs. Take a second. I'm gonna slowly talk. I'm gonna slowly get there. Give you your time, and I'm done giving you your time. <laughs> The last episode, JD gets a final scene with every single character in the show. Mm -hmm. And there's resolution to storylines. There are so many storylines that George has to come to the end with. There's so much that George has to do still in his life. That if this is how they, they kill off George... Yes, it was dramatic. <laughs> yes, I was shocked. But yes, 
fuck you. But you—that's what I want to say. I don't think he's dead. But Izzy's for sure dead. Izzy's for sure dead. But I don't think George is dead. Okay. What other predictions do we need? Or do you want to rate it first? Let's rate it, and then you could ask me any predictions you want me to make. Okay. I feel like it has to be a five. I that's yeah. I don't even know why we're. I think it was, and then it is. That's it's it's a five. It's a five. Yeah. Um, Barry Gray's very, very cliffhangery, very season finale, very drama, but there's some good parts. You know, we get the Owen and Christina, we get the Derek and Meredith, you know, there are happy things. I'm a big fan of all the hugging, big fan of the hugging, hugging. lots of, I love you's. Yeah. And you know, there's just not enough hugging and I love you's in TV anymore. So true. We need more. What the world needs now is, is love, love sweet, sweet love. love. Yes. There you go. So yeah, definitely a five. The only thing that I was not a big fan of is I'm cause we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to Mark and Lexi on my predictions. What, what's going on with them? I still don't understand. It just makes no fucking sense. Okay. That's fair. My prediction is stands. I guess we don't need to, I'm remembering now that I made a prediction. My prediction you is made the that prediction of that. They, he, they're not, broken up he they're just not going to talk for the first episode or they are broken up and they're not going to talk something like that they'll talk <laughs> professionally but they'll talk personally by episode two okay and what do you think that conversation will result in i think it's broken up i think i, I think they're going to break up i don't want them to break up like i i like them together they're very cute together but i i do think that it makes sense that they're breaking up yeah there's no um, future the way that mark envisions the future but mark was a better person with lexi mm-hmm yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I love Mark Sloan, but for sure. Um, uh, okay, so what about Cali in Arizona? They're still good. They're still dating. I don't think this is enough of a, a wedge to drive between them from a, a life and marriage perspective or a relationship perspective. I think they'll get married. I hope they get married. They great, you know, whatever. I'm not predicting the. I'm not predicting they get married, but I hope they get married. I yeah, they're together still. They're good, but they need a good episode. They've had a rough couple of episodes. They, I, they, I, they're due for an episode where it's just like no problems, no complications. Yeah, just love, naked pizza. That's it. Um. So, what about Alex? This is a hard one. Alex goes on a bender, similarly to Derek. Mm. An in the woods bender. In the woods, in Derek's home, he becomes mm-hmm. a squatter in Derek's home. <laughs> he drinks all of Derek's beer and eats all of Derek's tr- trout. <sighs> but him and Olivia get married. Okay. Um. Christina, no, and you did predict that they would have sex this episode. They did not. But I was wrong. They did, I did not. They did get together and kiss, which you also predicted. So you did half of that. I, I couldn't get them all right, you know? It, it needs to be fun for the rest of you. I, I want to... I'm going to manifest. I'm manifesting. I predict... I predict... Official prediction. Hunt and Christina get married. Cool. Season six finale. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Anybody and George else? is I mean, the best man. Anything for Meredith and Derek? No, but I do. I do think. Oh yes, I, no, I say no, and then I was about to give a prediction. Yes, no, but I, I will a, predict something. Yeah, no, I don't have any predictions, but I do want to just say this one thing about a prediction. They're gonna have an official like uh, wedding situation where they they go. It's in front of someone, or there's a party. There's gonna be some sort of tangible completeness to it. They'll have either a party or they'll have a real ceremony. You have a time frame on that, or just eventually? Eventually, it's. I think when you know, they'll they'll plan it whenever they can. But yeah, they're um, they're officially married. They're they are married. They're married. And I'm happy. Do you for them. have anything you want to say about Bailey? No, just listen, ladies. If your man or woman sucks, sucks. If your yeah. partner sucks. If your partner sucks and gives you ultimatums, like if you get a job that could be really really great in. A different state and stop don't <laughs> do not if your partner gives you an ultimatum stand up for yourself that's yeah, it not saying you have to leave them but no just but look at the big picture yeah how did we get here is a how good did we question get here? Um, that's all okay. i got anything else you got um oh do you have so izzy since izzy's dead do you want to just give an overall prediction on what, like, like where does the next episode pick up? How are we reacting to this grieving process? What are we thinking? I, what I would like to see, I don't know. Uh, okay, you know, I'll make a prediction, but just know that my prediction is what I actually hope happens. Okay. The next episode, Izzy's in it, but okay. not Catherine Heigl present. It's outtakes or it's cutting backs from old mm-hmm. scenes built into okay. a, a memory montage. And everyone is kind of sitting around Izzy replaying all of the Izzy Stevens greatest hits in their lives with her dead on the table. But it's a or maybe it's covered up or yeah. it's at her funeral. Maybe it's a eulogy of some sort. Okay. Uh, George is there and it's the first time that he will speak since getting hit by a bus. And I think it's going to take place. Uh, a week, a week or two. What's t- what's typical on a on a funeral? Like ten days, seven to ten days. Um, I think it's sometimes. Well, now it's like I've been a lot longer. Apparently, like this is really morbid and sad, but like apparently morgues across the country are like backlogged because they like are understaffed and people are just dying a lot. The um, the embalming so process it's, lasts it's, a lot longer. It's going. It's taking longer. Um, but also. When my grandfather died, it was right before we, it was like, um, three weeks before we moved. And my mom was like, well, why don't we just wait until, I'm just going to see if we can wait until you're here. And she called the morgue or the funeral home and they were like, yeah, we'll just keep him on ice. Hate that. Like said that. (laughs) It was bizarre. They're just Um, going to the ice machine, like in the hotel. Optional. You bring the bucket from your hotel room yeah. with a shitty little bag that has the yeah. the garbage bag. <laughs> Anyways, um, apparently there are options. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is going to take um, place about 10 days after Izzy passes and George will have made a full recovery and he looks normal. Wow. Yeah. Speedy recovery. Yeah. The army. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you have anything else to add? 
my last thing is just thank you, Kelsey, for not even one slip up. Like you, uh, I'm just so happy. Like I'm also, I can't, this is a big milestone to get here is a big one. This is, I am so happy that we've gotten to the end of season five. This is a big one. I just, every day without a gray spoilie seems like a blessing now. It's Christmas every day. It's Christmas every day. But truly last, last night when I was watching this with the Christmas tree over to the side, over <laughs> yonder, glass of egged nog in my hand. Okay. Calm down. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this episode that we just did. And I'm just so I'm just so happy. I just I'm joyous that yeah. I was able to get this moment. And the other thing too is like if George is actually dead, guys, what the fuck are they gonna do in season six? Who's the next person who's gonna explode? How are they gonna kill off Derek? What is gonna like there's so many this sends off this is a butterfly effect moment. If this is really how they kill George, no one is safe. <laughs> no one. No one is safe. So that's kind of where my head's at. And I'm just so excited because this man, when Dylan died, he was a nobody, right? When Denny died, it sucked. They killed him. But like, this is, you're killing, you're killing some of the, you're killing the magic here. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So thank you, Kelsey. And thank you again for all the listeners who haven't spoiled anything. And with that, my friend, I will turn it over to you. Thank you guys so much again for just being like the best listeners. We'd love talking to you um, either on Instagram or email or on the discord. It's just so much fun. And we're so lucky to have like listeners who like want to go through this with us and want Carmen to have these moments the same way we all had them when we were watching. And it is just like so exciting to get here. I know I was really excited. A lot of you guys have messaged me and told me how excited you are for this episode. So we hope that it was everything that you wanted and we just love you guys so much and we're so appreciative and, um, cannot wait to get into season six. So excited. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Grey's Academy pod. You can email us at Grey's Academy pod. You can join our Patreon, get it on discord with us. Um, uh, yeah, just keep, Keep on keeping on. Keep a lookout uh, for that season six. It's coming in hot. And uh, if you see Carmen walking down the street, give me a hug and tell me you love me. (laughs) Tell me that you're healed and your therapy is working because I will be so happy for you. But whatever you do, just remember, no spoilies. And we will see you all in season six.